0: doing a little bit different uh, today. Um, I've got a couple things that's happening. Um, I'm going to invite Jeremy and April Parker to come up here to the platform. And uh, let's give it up for these guys. So Jeremy and April um, Parker has been uh, involved here at our ministry at Lake Point Church since the the past nine years. And um, back in January, Jeremy comes to my office, and uh, he's been serving faithfully in the kids' ministry. He's been mission um, outreach here at our church. There's a lot of involvement here, Um, help with the setup and tear down. He's the guy to get this this, uh, ball started, and uh, I've been doing it for nine years. And, um, and then, of course, April has been involved. Has just been a wonderful wife, and just in a lot of different ways, serving Jeremy, serving here at the church at Lake Point. And back in January, Jeremy comes to my office and said, Hey, Scott, I need to let you know that, you know, God is calling us to move to Tennessee and um, to ministry there, and i and, uh, got family there, got, uh, you know, working with the mom and dad in their business. And uh, we feel like this is where we need to take our next step. And um, and here's what's crazy. It's Jeremy and April, uh, Jeremy and, April and specifically Jeremy. Uh, I've been in ministry for 20 years. You know, this is my 20th year of ministry. And 19 out of those 20 years, I have been stuck with this guy. <laughs> we have been together in ministry in Florida. And... Uh, And, uh, and it's crazy to think that, that this is uh, it's a, um, we're, we're parting ways on great terms, with great friends. And, um, and uh, we've got some stuff here we're going to present to them. And, uh, but um, Jeremy, uh, we've got some pictures. We've got some family pictures. It's, uh, got three children. Got Malia, got Landon. And um, go back to the picture. What happened to the picture? There he is. And then you've got little Jasmine. And, um, and this is a very recent Easter picture. And, uh, but this is uh, a picture from us in Florida. That goes way back. And here's the next picture. Uh, L- me. Look how young we were. And, and, and Facebook was a new thing back then. Before, there was MySpace. And, and, uh, and so, but that me and Jeremy down in Florida serving together. And, um, and then the picture after that is when Jeremy came up here, um, he actually came up here for a launch service um, to back in 2010, March of 2010. They had it move up here, and, um, but this picture was him and the, and the team from Florida, and you can see Jeremy, he's the, where you at? The tall one. Right. Yeah, you're the tall one. There shade's he's, on. He's the one in the back, and, and then this next picture is him she's kind of helping out on the very, very first launch service. And now, uh, Jimmy, I, I got a question here. We kind of pause I got a couple more pictures we want to show, but um, what is? Um, why did you? What happened here? You know, you, because nine months after this, you moved up here, and what led you to come and move to Michigan to follow me? Uh, you know, you hung out with me long enough, uh, but I would let you know. For, just kind of share that story and what, how God has led you to Michigan in the first place.
1: Well, um, well, most of you don't know my story, and maybe uh, on somewhat of a level, but uh, about the time Scott was looking to start a church, I was praying about going to the mission field. Um, I was specifically looking at Argentina, um, but I would traveled to different countries, you know, praying where God would have me to go. And I was involved, I I mean, I love God, I wanted to serve Him, and uh, so I'll, I'll do whatever, and I mean, I was friends with Scott long before he, he moved up here and made plans. And, of course, I wanted to be involved in what he was doing here in, in the Detroit metro. At the, that point, we didn't know for sure it was going to be Macomb Township or what. Um, but so I came up to, to help serve that for the launch. And, you know, I, I've been praying, God, where do you want me to go? And, and after being here, um, one of the, the people that was with us, her dad's from, from Ohio, and he was here with us and gave a short motion about, not being comfortable with where you're at. And the truth was I, was, I was comfortable in Pensacola. You know, God was good. I had a great job. Um, everything was going great. Um, but I was just praying that night, you know, give up what's comfortable. And I just felt God actually speak. This is your mission field. And it was not really what I planned. I'm not a, a snow guy. I was, living, I was in Florida for a reason. Um, <laughs> but uh you know sorry for the uh, um but I just felt that this is where God wanted me and um told April we were just dating at the time and I said hey you know this is this is where God's calling me I want to obey God's calling for my life and I'm moving up and she says well I'll follow you and so we uh went to Africa because I was a mission so we went to Africa for for a trip and then came back and about a month later we moved up uh, we were Officially here for the anniversary of Inception Sunday.
0: He'll fill you in on that. <laughs> well, we're, we're just glad you guys came up here. And, um, you know, I never asked him to come up, you know. And uh, when you say, hey, we're coming up, I say, all right. You know, so I'm so excited that they could come up here and be part of our church. And um, I just want you to have it right here. Uh, hello, can you hear me now? Hi. Right. Let's Thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Um, so, um, but we uh what were some of the highlights? What some of the highlights here that you've been in nine years here at Lake Point? Well, to be completely honest, if I had to pick one highlight, it
1: would be you all. I mean, that's why I'm in church, um, is to help people grow. I've seen Alina right here in the front row um, come to know Christ because of, of my efforts and the efforts at Lake Point Church. Um, but to, to see... Really, the youth. I mean, there's a bunch of youth in this room now that I taught you elementary. For you don't know, every week I'm in elementary. Kids is, is what I love. Um, so kids are really my my personal highlight. VBS. Um, I don't know if they showed Cocoa Puff yet. Um, uh, I know Heather's Heather's jealous for that picture. To, yeah. Um, so, I love being a kid. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old, but I love being a kid and, and interacting with your kids. It's awesome to be, be the hands and feet of Jesus goofing off. I mean, I was still sharing the gospel, but having fun. And VBS, and, um, uh, the very first Easter was, was a good highlight for me. I got to go up in a helicopter and look down at all you crazy folk trying to. So quick story, there was 10,000 people at our first uh, egg drop, our only egg drop. And I didn't have to handle any of it because I was up in the air. I was the one that dropped the eggs on the field, so that was pretty cool, seeing all these people come to a church that was only 75, 80 people at the time, and we had 10,000 people trying to get in our doors. Um, I'd say those are probably my highlights, I mean, obviously you all, and then just being able to work with your children. Thank you.
0: I forgot about that. We were like, the helicopter guy was like, we need someone to be up in the helicopter. And I I looked at Jeremy, I said, Jeremy, you went to boot camp, you go, (laughs) you know. And uh, so Jeremy, you know, reluctantly, I think he was happy to go up there, but thankfully, because I wasn't gonna do it. But um, we've got a couple other pictures. This is, uh, this is uh, uh, Scuba, Scuba Steve and uh, BBS, and then here's another one, right? Do we have another one? No, all right, this is a picture of us at a Michigan game. And uh, are you a Michigan fan? No. Not yet, okay. <laughs> And then this is a picture of you baptized in April this past year. And, uh, and, of course, we have a picture of Malia getting baptized. Do we have that picture? No? All right. I think that was it. Is that, is that all the pictures? Okay. And so these are you know, some of the highlights that we have here. And, um, and Jeremy, I appreciate you guys. Um, before, before I give you some stuff here, um, what are your you have final words you want to give to lay point?
1: Well, Paul, I'm not going to take a whole much a whole lot of your time, but um, <laughs> um, I am thankful for Paul before he comes. He's going to come up in a minute, but you know, Paul's been uh, been awesome because that's where I wanted to be one day, and still, still one day will be. But the the truth is, you know, I love God, you know, and that's that's what's important. And I don't know if you, if you told me this or not. I believe you did, but um, in ministry, you got to have priorities. God's got to be first. Family's got to be second. And ministry's got to be third. Did you tell me that? Okay, I I don't remember. Um, So I've learned a lot over the year, and I moved to Michigan before I had kids, before I was married, and and I focused on ministry. And the truth is, ministry is anywhere. Anywhere I can be, Tennessee, Florida, Peru. um, You can do ministry anywhere. Um, So me moving, ministry's still going to be there. Uh, I'm still going to place God first, but I felt it was important to to put my family second, um, you know, to bring them closer to to family. Uh, we moved up here, uh, hundreds of miles away from from relational family. You guys are still family to us. We still love you, and you know, we'll uh, we'll be here um, on occasion to visit. You guys are welcome to come down with us. Um, but but I I love God, and that's important to me. And um. And I talked to Scott briefly as a transition. You know, the joke around here is, is I'm the sandal guy. Um, whether it's a foot of snow on the ground or it's actually for the weather outside, I'm always wearing sandals. So I, I, I've got big sandals to fill, as they say. And, and, and I know I do a lot around here. And it's, um, that's who I am. But there's, uh, I can't do it all anymore. So there's some sandals to fill. Um, some shoes to fill, if you want. Um, not everybody's going to fit in my sandals, but <laughs> if we all, uh we all put our toe in a sandal, you know, we got we can we can all make a difference. And so Scott's going to going to ask for some volunteers, not not to replace me. I'm not asking to be replaced, but church must go on. God must continue to be be served. And in John um, twenty one verse sixteen. I'll, I'll say the verse in a second, but this is the passage. Here is, is, Jesus comes to the disciples and asks Peter if you love me, Simon Peter, and he says yes, I love you. Ask him again, yes, I love you. And then in verse sixteen, he says, Simon Peter, do you love me? And he answers, yes, I love you. And then Jesus says, Feed my sheep. If you truly love God, if He's really number one in your life, will you feed His sheep? When you get involved, I don't know what your skill, what your talent is. I mean I work in kids, I do missions, but everything you little do can be one small part of not just what I do, but what of God do, but but what of, of what God does and of what Lake Point Church is going to do. You know, God's got great plans for Lake Point Church. It doesn't stop with me. It doesn't stop with Pastor Scott. It starts, the journey begins with you. So Uh, Again, that's my final comment. I know Scott's going to do something crazy, but uh, thank you. Oh, hold on. My wife's actually going to speak now. Can I say something real quick? Well.
0: Can I say something real quick? Is that okay? Um, First
2: of all, the sandals was non-negotiable when we got married, so I never tried to change that, and that my husband has multiple identities in his characters throughout the years here, but... um, you know, your are family, and you'll always be family to us, <clears throat> and um, we're, you're an, we're an extension of you, so as we go to Tennessee, you'll always be a part of our lives, and um, we'll go to take what God has grown us here to there, and spread his light there, and we'll be back, and like you said, we're always welcome to visit us there, and we love you so much, and your family, just like my family, is family to me, to us, so we love you guys so much.
1: One more thing, real quick. I, I told you, Paul, I'm just going to try to be nice. But um, when we join the church, Pastor Scott does, doesn't call you members, calls you partners. You know, we're technically partners of this church. I'm still a partner. Even in, miles away, Lake Point, I'm still going to partner with Lake Point Church. I will still be involved as much as I can. I told Scott I will come up and help when I can. Um, we're,
0: we're partners, we're partners in ministry. I appreciate Jeremy's heart. And um, let me ask you this. If you've been impacted by Jeremy and April's ministry, will you stand all over the room? That's right. Yes, yeah, kids. Thank you. You guys may be seated. Um, and like I said, you know, we're filling, in, filling his sandals. You know, we've got. Um, We've asked uh, Amber, where's Amber at? Amber, stand up. Amber, she's over here, Amber Lemon, and they've recently been a part of our church, and uh, she's kind of helping take over some of the outreach that, we, that Jeremy has been kind of in charge of, and, um, and she's got a table out there full of trucks, you know, as we support, you know, promote volunteer outreach for tons of trucks. And so her husband, Steve, Steve, raise your hand. Here he is, all right, and uh, I think you may be seated, Amber. And then we have, um, in the kids' ministry, we've had Jen Sloan, and I think she's probably back there doing her job, and, um, and, and she's just kind of helping, um, you know, lead that ministry, and, but we still need more help in, uh, in, in different areas, whether it's outreach, whether it's um, um, in areas uh, of our elementary program, and um, step up and, and fill, fill these sandals that he has. And so, I want to close here. I've got a couple of gifts for you. Karen, why don't you come up here? We've got flowers for April. And then um, we have um, Jeremy. I have a bag here. And Jeremy loves his sandals. And normally, today, he doesn't have socks on. Um, he always wears socks with his sandals. Which is like, what, you know, what kind of fashion trend <laughs> Are you trying to create? I was trying to dress, dress up. I got to go to
1: big church today.
0: Well, he wore so many socks that I thought for us, we'd get you a, uh, a whole package of socks right here. And then uh, I have here a Bible from our church right here. I want to give to Jeremy. And then here's a note from us, thanking you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your ministry and all that you've done here at Lake Point Church. And so this is from us. Thank you. Thank you. After uh, Paul and Megan, um, after Paul preached, we're going to invite Jeremy and April to come back up here. We're going to have a time of prayer for them, as well as Paul and Megan. And so thank you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your ministry. Awesome. Let's give them one more hand. All right, well our next item here that we want to talk about, and that's where uh, I want Paul to talk about it. And uh, Paul wants to come up here, Paul and Megan, Megan in the back, and, and um, Paul, we've gotten to know Paul the last couple of years here at Lake Point. He is um, the last few years, he has been traveling all over the country, raising financial support to be a missionary to Peru. And he finally got to the place where financially, they can go to Peru. And this is their last. This is their last pit stop here um, uh, before they go to Peru in a couple weeks. So he's uh, giving us one last message. He's a local guy, um, and we're going to miss him. But, you know, Paul and I talked this past week about mission trip opportunities, and I'm excited about opportunities down the road for our church to go down to Peru, where they're at, and to do ministry in in the area that he's going to be talking about in just a few minutes. So I've asked Paul to kind of give us a brief update on ministry, what's going on, and then he's going to take a few minutes to share the word. You've got a little timer in the back to help you, right? Help me.
2: Hey, I watched the stream from last week. Apparently people don't follow that. Yeah, they do. They do. (laughs) All right, let's
0: give it up for Paul.
2: Good morning, Lake Point. Um, This is our our last stop. Um, Most of you guys are probably like, Man, I just thought you guys were lazy partners that skipped a lot of church when we disappeared for months, but we're thankful to call Lake Point our Michigan home church, and this morning's already been an emotional wreck, Um, and things are coming to a close. We're literally moving out of our house this afternoon, and uh, so a lot of things are coming to an end, but we're going to start off um, with a video. Just for those of you who are new to Lake Point, it shows a little bit more about Lima so you can get a mental picture of what it looks like. And you see the differences between the communities where we'll work and where we'll live and where girls will go to school. And uh, so we'll go ahead and start off with that and then I'll talk a little bit more about Peru. Connections and your voting card, you will find the roll never letter. Les informamos que el bien está siendo reabastecido de combustible como medidas de seguridad. Les solicitamos permanecer sentados. Con... Alright, so for the past four and a half years, we've been traveling to churches just like this one. Well, not just like this one. This one's definitely unique. Uh, we've been traveling to churches across the nation, telling people what God is leading us to do in Peru. And it has been an incredible journey, and we couldn't be more thankful that you guys have been a part of this story. You guys have been a home church for our girls. You guys have been a safe place for us to come and decompress. I'm sure Scott's ready for me to stop stopping by the office Um, when I'm in town and distracting Jonah and and Tom. But we are so thankful that here in just a little over a week, we get to move down to Lima, and we get to minister to a, a city that holds a third of the entire population of Peru. Lima holds roughly 10 to 12 million people that call it home, and we are targeting one specific community called Vial Salvador to where there's roughly a million people that live there, and they are desperate for Jesus. So you can tell the differences between the communities. In, or in like some of the wealthier areas, it's green, it's lush, there's, there's beautiful cars, and, and parks, and places you go with your family that's safe, and then in Vial Salvador, there's no greenery. It's literal sand dunes, and, and we are lucky to partner with a pastor who has five churches that he's planted, and um, he has a great network of servants and volunteers that we get to partner with to reach the community of the El Salvador. Our plan is very simple. We are doing a three-phase plan um, through outreach and, and it's very, very simple. The first thing that we want to get up and running is the Pregnancy Care Center. My wife will be partnering with a missionary in a different area of, of Lima. She's going to come down and she's going to help us start a Pregnancy Care Center targeting girls that have been taken advantage of by the people around them and they have nowhere else to turn. People, girls that are desperate for someone to love and show compassion on them and we can share the love of Jesus with them. The second way we're going to reach out in the community is we are going to start a physical therapy clinic because there's a lot of people with physical disabilities. And when you have a physical disability in a Latin American country, in third world countries, you are literally deemed unworthy. And we know one thing for a fact that as human beings we are created by God. And that right there defines the fact that we are worthy because Jesus died on the cross Our worth is not in our abilities or our physical abnormalities, but in the salvation and blood of Jesus Christ. And then we're going to use the people that come to know Jesus Christ through those ministries to plant more local churches throughout the El Salvador so we can have an impact and a reach far greater than we can by ourselves, and we can reach this community and hopefully send out our own missionaries across the world as well. We're really excited. We have a huge, huge process coming up of learning Spanish and getting plugged into the community and, and figuring out where we're going to live, and we need your prayers. And we're thankful that you guys are backing us that way as well. Um, go ahead and turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. We're going to be quick. This morning, I was told pizza's waiting for me, and if you know me, pizza is my love language, so enough said. We'll be on time. Romans chapter 12, and, and we'll get there in a moment. It, it, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those chapters that Paul is, is writing to the, the church in Romans, and, and he, he's giving some advice, and, and, and he's talking about different roles. Um, and has anybody ever had like a dream that you wanted to do something? I know Jeremy was talking about he wanted to be, a, 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 he wanted to be in foreign missions, and, and God brought him to Detroit. Which when you're coming from Florida to Detroit, that's foreign missions. I'm surprised he still has all ten toes wearing those sandals. I, I it was cold this winter. I I wasn't here. I was in California during that point, but it was cold this winter, and I'm I'm very thankful he has all ten toes. Um, for for me. I always wanted to be in the military, and and I grew up—my grandfather was a drill instructor in the Army. My other grandfather was in the Navy, and for me, like, military personnel are just heroes of mine. God seemed to put a lot of different military people within our lives. Always seemed to be our next-door neighbor, and we got to minister and love on them— and, and share our faith with them and be with them on long deployments or, or trainings. And, and it, it, we loved it. And when I was in college, we had no idea what we were going to do after I graduated. So we decided, yeah hey, like a military, military chaplain would be fun. And so I lost like a bunch of weight. You can't tell it now because I gained it all back. Um, I lost a bunch of weight, and we thought we were going to be able to go in the military. And they said no, because I'm blind in one eye. So like that dream was absolutely crushed. That was something that I was never able to, to do because God had other plans for me. And in Romans chapter 12, it talks about the body of Christ, and, and we each have certain roles. And, and it, don't be jealous over this role or that. Like, don't be jealous that I'm going to Peru. Don't be jealous of Scott being the pastor, don't be jealous. I mean, Tennessee's pretty awesome. Don't be jealous of, of, of the Parkers moving to Tennessee. Don't be jealous of someone's ability to sing. We all have very particular roles. On August 6, 2011, one person that I look up to as a hero was he was in the military. We, we found out that he was killed in action. He was my brother's friend when he lived in Florida. And this was a a man who, uh, after 9-11, he disappeared off the face of the earth, and no one can get a hold of him. And when he resurfaced, he had joined the Navy to become a Navy SEAL. He's like a man's man. This guy, his name was Aaron Vaughn. And after August 6, 2011, when his helicopter was shot down that he was on, while he was going to rescue soldiers, that were pinned down by enemy fire, we found out the acts of heroism that he was able to accomplish during his time in the Navy. He was able to um, move up in the ranks, and he eventually joined SEAL Team 6. He was not on the raid that was, went on to become famous for killing Osama bin Laden, but he was, he was a member of the legendary SEAL Team 6, which that right there is a feat of its own. He was a man that one time while they're on patrol with with a group of Afghani soldiers, they got pinned down by an ambush, and he decided to sacrifice himself and run it to draw the enemy fire so his fellow soldiers can find where the fire was coming from and hopefully launch an offensive to get them out of that predicament. When he did so, he ran in a direction, found out where he was being shot at from, changed directions, ran, and took out the enemy all by himself. That's the type of man Aaron was. He was a believer. He, he was a good, good man, and he sacrificed his life for us. For me, he is a hero of mine. Another person who is a hero of mine is named, a man by the name of Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot was a missionary to Ecuador. Jim Elliot served his time there with a desire to reach unreached people groups. There was this tribe known to be hostile out in the jungle, and he desired to reach them for the name of Christ. So him and his missionary partners launched this plan that took months to develop, and they would drop pamphlets from an airplane. They would do a series of calculated uh, maneuvers in order to slowly introduce themselves to the tribe. And then one day they decided that this was the day and they landed their plane in the river and they got out and things went terribly wrong. The tribe ended up killing him and his partners. But his wife never gave up hope. In fact, the wives of those missionary men went on. They kept striving to reach out to the Haurani tribe And later on, that entire tribe came to know Jesus Christ. Scott told me in similar fashion that the last missionary he supported to Peru died on the field. He's not the first pastor to kind of told me that, hey, man, I'm praying that things go well, but if you die on the field, that's awesome. Like, I'll get to know you. You'll be that next Jim Elliott. And I am no Jim Elliott. He was a godly man, and he set forth an example that I can only hope to follow. These men served very particular roles. They inspired years and years and years of modern missionaries. They inspired more people to join the military and fight and serve their country. And as I look at at the date coming to where we stand on a tarmac and get ready to board a plane at Metro Airport, I hope that we can do the same thing and inspire people here in Lake Point to be part of the next generation of, mission, of missionaries. So this morning, we're going to look on how, while not every person in this room is, is don't, they're not going to necessarily lay down their life for missions or for their country serving in the military, but each and every person in this room is expected to fill, fulfill our own function in the body of Christ. And the first function is through prayer. I encourage you to go read all of Romans chapter 12. But we're, we're, I'm, I just picked out certain verses for us this morning just due to time. And, and for function number one, prayer, it's found in Romans chapter 12, verse 12. It says, Rejoice in our confident hope and be patient in trouble. And keep on praying. Has anybody ever, uh, has anybody ever gone through trouble in life? Anybody ever think that, man, life is going so good? I can't, I can't complain. We've all gone through trouble. We've all had things come up in life to where it was a series setback. Be it financially, be it physically, be it emotionally. If you're in school, school is trouble. I was a terrible student. Pray. My, like, my parents prayed me through school, and I'm thankful for that. Um, but we've all experienced trouble. We are not immune from that. We, we were looking through pictures last night, and we, most of them were from the good times while we were on deputation for the past three and a half years. Um, but looking through those good times, you can't help but imagine and think back to some of those tough times, and, and then... You see sing songs this morning talking about how God is always there and he he gets you through those troubles. And looking back at it, those troubles don't seem too big anymore. If anything, they seem very, very trivial. And we know that God is faithful and and he will always provide. He will keep doing it again and again and again. We're thankful for that. But what helps people during those times of trouble is. Is prayer. We need prayer. Scott and Karen need prayer. Tom needs prayer. Even Jonah needs prayer. Amen? Especially Jonah. We need your prayer. We, the people who are called in the full-time ministry are constantly being attacked by Satan Satan knows what this church is about to do. Satan knows that the victory is already won, but his plan is to take as many people down with him as he possibly can. You need to be praying for your church staff. You need to be praying for your volunteers. As you guys gear up and hopefully purchase a building soon, you need to be praying that that goes smoothly. I don't find it a coincidence that the week that that you guys were talking about possibly looking at a building and building this excitement that everything was going well, I don't find it a coincidence that a healthy human being has a massive stroke and sidelines Tom and takes him out of that equation. I don't find that as a coincidence. I look at that as spiritual warfare. Satan wants to discourage the people that are on staff. He wants to distract you from what's going on, and he wants to try to win. But we know that the victory's already won, and that prayer is powerful. You need to be praying for your pastor, for your missionaries, for the Parkers as they move. You need to be praying that God strengthens this church, that God builds this church, because great things are yet to come. We are the hope for the future. We have the saving grace and the knowledge given to us by Jesus Christ. We are the answer to the, to the root of the problem and that the root of the problem is sin. You want to stop arguments in, in politics? You want to stop whatever it is? You want to stop workplace violence and shootings? The root of the problem is sin. And that's how you gain victory. You need to be praying for the people of this church. Function number two is financial. We're finding that in Romans chapter 12, verse 13. It says, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them and be eager to practice hospitality. We've already, as a family, we've already been a benefit of this from this church. This church has a very giving heart. When a certain youth pastor lies to you and tells you you can buy things from Costco under his name, and you find out it's actually not under his name, but someone else's name, and you have somebody come up that was just there 10 minutes ago, we've encountered that hospitality, that willingness to give. We're thankful for that. We can't do this alone. We are going to a third-world country. My actual skills as a pastor, that doesn't pay much in Peru. I was a butcher last. That was my last full-time job. And you talk to butchers and other Peruvians, and they're like, you're a butcher? How can you afford to be here? You don't have to tend to your butcher shop. Like It's a foreign concept of of." the fact that you can work in a hip, like a hipster style butcher shop and charge too much for meat and make a decent wage they don't understand that we could not do it without your hospitality without your without you guys giving to missions and supporting us on a monthly basis we would never be able to do this thank you for your hospitality thank you for welcoming us into this church and treating us like you We are part of your own. I mean, you guys went through my weird curly hair phase. If you remember that a few years ago while we were helping in uh, Vacation Bible School, you still loved us for some reason. Um, Thank you for your hospitality. Keep that going and keep that strong because it will define you as a church. The churches that are successful are kind, loving people that reach out into the community and share that hospitality, that love of Jesus Christ. To others and the third function is physical we find that in verse 11 says never be lazy but work hard and serve the lord enthusiastically i've traveled i i lost count of how many churches i've been to over the past three and a half years i it has to be triple digits i guarantee you it's triple digits and i can't tell you how many times we've been into a church that someone gets up we are so thankful that you're here today we're now going to see them sing this song. Thankf- I'm thankful for your enthusiasm towards Jesus Christ. I already said this earlier. We hold the answer. We hold the gift of salvation. And it's our job to tell people all around us. And who do you want as a server in a restaurant, Do you want the guys like, hey, yeah, I'll take your order. What do you want? Or do you want somebody to come up and be happy and be joyful and be like, hey, man, thank you for coming out to eat. What can I get you to eat today? You want somebody that's enthusiastic. You want somebody that that is happy that we hold the salvation the knowledge of salvation within us, and we should be screaming it out. We should be so enthusiastic and happy to share that with the other people around us that we cannot hold it in. People are counting on us. We cannot wait to go. The first part of the verse says, never be lazy. Never be lazy. I mean, you guys know how to work more, this church has more volunteers than I know of. Every morning, you guys get here, and you set things up, and then you tear it right back down. You have people in different departments throughout the building teaching kids, which, Jeremy, God bless you, because I am not equipped to teach kids. That is a special gift from God, amen? That's why we're all in here, and there's people over there, right? It's a special gift of God to, to, reach out to kids, and it's a special gift for people to be willing to get up and move to a foreign country. I'm not special, but God gave me the ability to move. God gave Scott the ability to pastor and lead this church. God's given you an ability, and if you don't know what it is, let us help develop that. Scott already mentioned, and I got a little nervous when he started going there, about the possibility for service in Peru. We want you guys to be a part of our ministry. We want you to board a plane and come visit with us. We want you to serve hand in hand. It was on a mission trip when I was in high school. My parents, for some reason, trusted me to meet up with a bunch of teenagers I didn't know and fly to the Philippines for a month with 18 other kids. Anybody willing to do that with your high schooler? Anybody trust your high schooler enough to do that? Probably not. But my parents thought it was a great opportunity for me. It was on that trip that God exposed me to missions, and I knew that day that someday I was going to be a missionary. I believe the best way that we can equip and start training the next generation of missionaries is that for churches just like this one to take trips and make themselves a little uncomfortable and come to to Lima, Peru, to show what it's like to be a missionary. When Scott finally, when we decide on a date and Scott announces to the church I expect you guys to sign up and be begging for more spots because that just means we'll have to run more and more trips. But you guys hold the key to the future. We are one body. There's hands, there's feet, there's eyes. Only one and a half of my eyes work. Some of you guys have two eyes, and I'm really jealous about that, but I shouldn't be jealous about that. I mean, Scott can't hear. Sometimes I like going into his office and talking really low to see if he's tracking by reading my lips. Just because I want to keep him on his toes. Again, he's really looking forward to me leaving this country. But as a group, as a body of people, we can do so so much better for the cause of Christ, to the people around us, By settling into the fact that I am a hand. I can serve. I can carry things. I can do the sound system. I can do video. I can set up chairs. If we settle into the fact that I am feet, God designed me and gave me the abilities and the temperament to be able to get up and move my family of now five, including three beautiful little girls, to a foreign country to where I don't speak maybe ten percent of the language. I I know enough to I can order food, amen, and and do some very small conversational stuff. I'm thankful that God's equipped me to do that. I'm thankful that God's equipped this church. We all have our own particular function we all have a role and a responsibility that we can do for the kingdom of Christ. We're going to close out this morning with a video. It's a video of our national pastor. His name is Walter. He is a man that's so wise and kind. He is a man that he's planted five churches, and he's seen his fair share of spiritual warfare. After he's planted his fifth church, he had one of his pastors commit suicide. He has a son who has cerebral palsy, and he's dealt with the obstacles of his, his son's disabilities. But this video overlooked Villa El Salvador, and this is the city that God's laid on our hearts to share the gospel with them. Watch the video. Read the words that Pastor Walter are speaking. I'm assuming that most of you guys don't speak Spanish. If you know Spanish, you can just listen to them. But read the words, look at the background. This is the place that God's called us. And this is the place when you come and you serve with us on a short-term missions trip. If you desire to be an intern and come down for a longer period of time, you can do that as well. We want to invest in the next generation of missions. And the way we can do that is by hosting our supporting churches and the people that we've grown to love and the community that God's laid on our heart so we can come together as one body to reach the people of Peru. Thank you very much.
1: Hola, mi nombre es eh, Walter Matos. Eh, venimos sirviendo aquí como, como misioneros aquí en Villa El Salvador. Este es Villa El Salvador, tiene 700,000 habitantes a más Y estamos bien eh, contentos por la visita de nuestros hermanos Paul y Megan. Eh, Agradecemos, eh, por favor suplicamos sus oraciones para que este pueblo siga siendo eh, extendido eh, para el reino de Dios. Muchas gracias.